Hey, um, my title is um, While God is Waiting Sometimes for Us. Do you, do you like to wait? I have to be honest, I don't like to wait because I like it if God answers my prayer requests immediately. But sometimes we are in a waiting season and this is often where God is testing, do we really believe that God is still good, that God is still able, that God is still on the throne actually. Maybe you're waiting for a miracle in your life or maybe you're waiting for many, many years that your mom or dad, your sister got saved or maybe you're waiting for a promotion, for a new job or a house or even though for a dog. I don't know what, what you're waiting for. But I think waiting is one of the worst things if you think or have the feeling that God doesn't answer your prayer requests. And sometimes it feels, even though if you're, if you're praying very hard, it seems I'm more distance from God than, than ever. I heard about a lady, she was single, and she thought about what kind of a husband do you want to have? She wrote down 43 specific qualities. 43 qualities of the new husband. And she was waiting for 10 years. And after 10 years, she still had the list, but no husband. She said, something is wrong. She reduced the list to two points. He must be a man and she needs a job. That's it. <laughs> and sometimes we're waiting because it's not God. It's our expectations are way too high and way too big. And what I figure out when, when you got saved and when I got saved, we are so on fire, right? So on fire for God. Nothing can stop us, right? And we know and we believe that God is good, that God is able, God, that God is on the throne, God can do anything and everything. I belong to the winning team. There's not one story in the Bible where God lost the battle. That means I'm the right position. But sometimes you have a dream, you have a passion, you have a longing. Even though God gave you a calling, but it looks for many years that nothing of those things come to, to, uh, to, to existence. And after a while, even though if you believe you don't give in, all those situations, it's like water. It gets you so frustrated. And when the fire and the frustration comes together, what happens actually, this very simple reaction, and you're losing the energy, you're losing the passion. And even though when you say after a while, oh, oh, really, I was not in a good mood. Why have given up? No, I should go back. And even though, check out, if I try to be on fire again, if I'll be on fire again, it doesn't work. You can work as hard as you want. It doesn't work. And that's why the Bible has always sent either a prophet in the Old Testament. The prophet was so on fire for God. Or sometimes God sent some angels and angels are so on fire for, for God. And even though sometimes God sends you Christian into your life, and those Christians, they will say, I see you try as hard as you want, but if you don't give up, and I want to encourage you, God is still on the throne. This is what happens. You are on fire again. Sometimes people say to me, Pastor Leo, I don't need a church. You, you mean, I don't need a church? Yeah, yeah, okay, good for you. Or some people say, I, I can do my faith alone. Oh, you mean alone? Okay, good for you. But sometimes when you're really down, you need another person who helps you to be on fire again for Jesus Christ. Isn't that amazing? That's why we need each other, right? So in the whole Christmas story, actually, there is a waiting actually for hundreds of years because we're celebrating right now Christmas, right? The biggest miracle of God, God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to redeem us, to forgive our sins, to have a relationship with God. And we're celebrating Christmas for many, many years. And we're thinking, oh, Christmas has always been like that. 
Just let me read a text in Matthew chapter 1, verse 20 and 23. It's a little longer Bible text. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, not to a human being. It's to the Holy Spirit. That's very important. I will tell you later why. And she will have a son, and you are to the name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of us occurred to fulfill the Lord's message to his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And we read this Bible text, we think, oh, Christmas has always been like that. But think for a moment in terms of the people of God. They were waiting hundreds of years and hundreds of years, and they were thinking the question, God, where are you? God, have you forgotten us? God, we are asking you for a breakthrough, for a miracle, but God, where are you? Do you can you connect with those questions? Do you need a miracle in your life and you're waiting for many, many? You can, you, you can relate, actually? Is there anyone you can relate? You're waiting for something for many, many years, but it seems you're far away from receiving a miracle. And here's my point number one. While you're waiting, God is at work. Do you know that? While you're waking, working, waiting, God is at work. So let, let me introduce you a little bit in the Christmas story. So here's the Christmas. Jesus Christ is born in Bethlehem. The Savior, the Emmanuel God is with us. But the whole story of Christmas, the prophetic words of God, starts right in the beginning of the book of Genesis. Adam and Eve, they made a huge major mistake. And the Bible gives a prophetic word that one day a Messiah will be born. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. And I will cause hostilities between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. Check this out. Usually that's like a seed of a man. But the Bible says it's a seed of a woman. How can have a woman a seed? And the Bible speaks already about the Holy Spirit that comes upon Mary, and she has a baby. Why is a seed of a woman important? Because when a seed of a man, that means every father is not perfect, right? Have you ever met a perfect father? That means no one is perfect. And God is saying, is a not perfect father will bring Jesus Christ on earth. That means Jesus Christ will not be perfect. The Bible says it has to be a perfect lamb to forgive all your sins and our failures. The Bible speaks about right now, it has to be perfect. And that perfect Jesus Christ will be stronger than any force and any power of the hell. That means when Jesus Christ will be born, we are belonging to a winning team. An amazing prophetic verse. 700 years before Jesus Christ was the prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. So the Lord himself will give you a special things to see. A young woman who has never had a man will give birth to a son. She will give him the name Emmanuel. Just thinking for a moment, 700 years before Jesus Christ has been born, there have been Christians that were waiting for a Messiah for so many years. The same thing like you and me, maybe you're waiting for so many years for a miracle, for a breakthrough, for a promotion, for a healing, and you're wondering, where is God in my story? 400 years later, Malachi, that's very important, from Malachi to the born of Jesus Christ has been a gap of 400 years. In those 400 years, God has been silent. I mean, in the waiting season, at least God spoke. At least he had a question, 
and God gave an answer. That's the worst thing ever. I have a wife and two kids. If I ask my wife, honey, do you want to go shopping? And she will say, nothing. You say, honey, do you want to go shopping? And her response is, nothing. You get mad, right? You get super mad. You say, hey, that's not friendly. Behave, be a woman, be okay. But that's not okay. But the people of God, they were asking God questions. God was saying, nothing. For 400 years. And often people, they don't understand when God, when, when, when we have to wait, God is behind the scenes working in mysterious ways. And all of a sudden, God brings everything together and we will see the miracle. Like in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. But at the right time, God sent his son. Check this out. By the right time, God sent his son. A woman gave birth to him under the law. The word the right time means in the Greek, plorema chronum, means complete, the full measure. Now it's the perfect time. That means like in the beginning, the time was not perfect. In Isaiah, the time was not perfect. In Malachi, the time was not perfect. And God is saying, I know the perfect moment. And when the perfect moment comes, you will see that God brings everything together in a way that we are astonished. We'll say, oh my gosh, God was working while I was waiting. Here are five signs what happens in those 400 years on a video clip and you understand when God was silent, he was working behind the scenes in a mysterious, amazing way. First, in the fourth century before Christ, God let Alexander the Great conquer the whole world in 12 years. This made Greek the world language and every person on earth understood and spoke at least a little Greek. Secondly, God made sure that the Old Testament, originally written in Hebrew, was translated into Greek. All the history, all the prophecies about the Messiah were available from 280 before Christ in the language that everyone understood. Thirdly, the schools in the Greek Empire adopted Socrates' method, a new way of learning. Instead of just listening to the teacher, students were encouraged to ask questions. For the first time, people learn not only by listening, but by actively asking questions. In Act 4, in 63 before Christ, the Romans conquered the entire Grecian Empire. This was followed by an unusual period of peace in which the Romans found time for road building and transport systems instead of waging war. And fifthly, the Jews lived in the Diaspora throughout this period. They were forbidden to live in Jerusalem and the Holy Land. Rather, they were settled all over the world and now lived all over the Roman Empire. Now, when we add up all these points, we see the why behind all the waiting. Where are you, God? What are you doing? In that time, when everyone was wondering what God was actually doing in those 400 years of silence, suddenly everyone could read the Bible in a language they understood. 
For the very first time, people were not only allowed to ask questions, but they were even invited to ask questions to God, whose answer was to send the people his beloved son, Jesus Christ. For the first time in history, the good news of a savior was able to travel throughout the world thanks to a unified language, thanks to roads and transport systems, and thanks to Jews spread everywhere. In other words, while God's people waited, God was still at work. Come on. <clears throat> Come on, let's, let's keep going. Isn't that amazing? In those 400 years, if you have been people you lived in those seasons, you had no clue what God is doing. And that's the point. Often you don't understand why God is doing what he's doing. We don't have the whole entire picture. But if we will know, then we'll be more grateful. We will not worry. We will be happy because we know God is still uh, on the throne and also in charge. And I was just saying right now, maybe you're going to a waiting season in your life for many, many years and you're wondering, where is God in all of this? Have I done a mistake or have I not enough faith or have I done a mistake that God is still angry for me? No, the point is God is working behind the scenes in a mysterious ways. And at the end of the day, all comes together. While I was preparing the message, the Lord reminded me about my own story. Um, I'm not a big reader, actually. I don't like to read books, actually. I hate reading books. That's my story. I like uh, watching a picture, but not reading. So um, I was around 8 to 10 years old. We went with the school to a library. And while I was in the library, I saw all the books I had in one moment, like an impression, a feeling from God. One day, you will write books. For me, it doesn't make sense, but I felt God said to me, you will write books one day. And I never read, actually, and never, I cannot imagine doing that. And for many, many, many years, this word was still in my heart. Like Mary, she kept the word of the Lord in her heart. I kept that word in my heart. 20 years later, we planted the church. The church started to grow. We were, after five years, 1,000 people in our church. And I remember one day my wife said, honey, can you go shopping, uh, grocery store? And I went to the grocery store for my wife. And while I was walking home, God spoke to me, now it's time to write a book. It was 20 years later, out of, out of nothing. So I decided to write a book. I gave the book the title, Just Do It. Maybe you heard about the title. It's actually not from Nike, it's from me. So I wrote it, Just Do It. And now while I was reading this book and I read the book and we sold the book, here is the story. When I read the book, I asked God, why now? And he said, in the last 20 years, you had no content. To write a book, you need content. I had no content. And this book is 10 preachings from the last five years. It's content actually about God. When we started the church, we had no graphic people in our church. We had just people with a vision and a dream, but no graphic people. We had no, we had no writers. We had nothing in our church. And our church was so small. If you're a church of 30 people, you write a book and you sell your book, you, have, you sold 30 books. But have, after we have been 1,000 book people, that means we had enough people in the church. We have the graphic team in the church. I had the content. And it was not God was waiting. God was waiting for me until I had the content. Isn't that amazing? And out of that book, now we publish, release the latest book, uh, people uh, reading the Bible like never before. And that's my book number 23. And I just want to say, yeah, you can clap if you want. If you don't want, clap. So, and I just want to say, 
it was a 20 years of a time where I still had the impression one day I will write a book. 20 years of a delay. A delay doesn't mean it's a deny from God. Sometimes we are not ready and God is saying, I want to work behind the scenes when everything is complete, the full measure. Then I will make the miracle in your life. The second thought I want to share with you is before God does something for you, he does something in you. And I know a lot of people say, I don't like that because I like a speedy miracle, a fast miracle right now. And I don't want to say God is in charge, in store of everything. God can do in one quick moment a miracle. That's not my point. But often while people are waiting, they think I do nothing. But a waiting season means there are some topics in you that are popping up actually. You cannot just wait and then our topics are popping up actually. For example, if you are single and you have some issues, I know a lot of singles and everyone has some issues, right? If you have some issues in your life and you think, when I got married, all the issues are gone, I will say, you're a dreamer. It will be not the case. When you get married, your issues even get worse. It's, 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 if you don't can handle money well, and you got married, you are broke. That means in a season when you are single and you, they're popping up some topics, that's the moment the Holy Spirit will say, I want to help you. Let's get rid of this. Let's have a breakthrough. Let's become more like Jesus Christ like never before. That means every season in your life, use it to glorify God. For right now, maybe you are here for the very first time, or maybe you are here very new in our church, or maybe you're watching the online and you see this amazing building, the LED wall, the camera, the people, everything. You will say, oh my gosh, this is such a beautiful building. They have a parking slot, two parking garages downstairs. Because a parking garage to build downstairs is the most expensive things. Like in America, it's on the ground. That's cheap. But this is, oh my gosh, that's expensive. I don't know what you're thinking about this building, but here is my story. We have waited for more than 20 years for this building. We have been a portable church building up, tearing down, tearing down, building up for more than 20 years. And there have been times when I said to God, God, do you want to kill us? God, you don't like us? Here's the point. Being a portable church is more expensive than having a build own building. Do you know that? We spend more money to being a portable church than now. And I said to God, God, I don't get it. We saved the money, but it costs more money than you have our own building. We waited for more than 21 years, 20 years. In this waiting season, do you know what we learned? I learned a very important lesson. It doesn't matter where we gather or where we have gathered. Even if the building has been super ugly, we always believed when the people of God gather, more than two people, Jesus Christ is in the midst. When Jesus Christ is here, signs and miracles will take place. Nothing can stop us because God is still on the throne. Yeah. This is what we learned. This is what we learned. We learned that, friends. Even this morning, the first celebration, we had a big technical issue and I had to repeat the message again. I say, devil, you are stupid. You, you try to, to, to crash the church, but we still believe whatever happens, nothing can stop the church of Jesus Christ. This is what we learned in a waiting season. That's why our church is so strong of faith and we believe everything is possible. But we waited for more than 20 years. Hey, I'm, I'm a farmer boy. 
My parents, I learned to sowing and reaping. It's deep inside of me. Maybe if you're growing up in a city, you're going to the grocery store, that's all that you know, I buy, that's it. But a farmer sows the seed in the ground. Do you know what happens next? Nothing. For month and month and month, you do see nothing. And no farmer will say, oh my gosh, nothing happens. And no farmer will run away. A farmer knows in the proper time when the mashes fall, the breakthrough takes place and all of a sudden it grows and the harvest is around the corner. No farmer will run away. You don't do that. You will not say, oh, run away. Often in church we do this. If God is not answering your prayer, we run away. And God is saying, oh my gosh, in a year there's the harvest. And don't run away in your life. There's one story in the Bible I struggled for many, many years, and I felt it's not a fair story. You know, Joseph in the Old Testament, he had a dream from God, and God wants to say, I want to use you as the number two over Egypt, actually. And, and, and Joseph was not perfect, but one day there was a woman, she wanted to have sex with her. Joseph ran away, and then she said, he wants to have sex with her. So the father, husband brought him to prison. And Joseph was in the prison for 13 years. Do you know how long 13 years is? Too long. Just count. 13 years seems like endless. For 13 years, Joseph was innocent in the prison. And often when I preach about that message, I say, God, I don't get it. It's not fair. It doesn't make sense. Until God gave me a revelation. This is what my, it's my opinion. What happens in the waiting season, Joseph had the gifts from God, and the gifts from God is never for yourself, it's always to bless other people. When people had a dream, Joseph was able to explain you what the dream is all about. There were two guys in the prison, and Joseph said, I know what the, the dream is all about, but when you're going out from the prison, don't forget me. No, check out what Joseph was saying in Genesis chapter 30, verse 12 to 15. This is what it means, Joseph said to him, but when all goes well with you, Remember me and show me kindness. Mention me to the Pharaoh and get me out of the prison. I was forbiddenly carried off the land of the Hebrews. And even here, I have done nothing to deserve being put into the dungeon. Me, myself, and I. I, myself, and me. Me, myself, and I. I, myself, and me. There is so much me and I and myself, and my question is, where has God space in Joseph? <laughs> it's not God was not ready. Joseph was not ready. If you want to serve God in another level, another level means another devil, right? If you're not able to manage your life in your low level, and you think when God puts me into a marriage, into a company, into a pop-up store, into being a pastor on the stage. It's another level, it's another level. And God was saying, Joseph, you are not ready. Me, myself, and I is so much in you. And I cannot use you to being a leader for other people. Other people, it's about them. Help them, bless them, serve them. Isn't it amazing? Do you know when Joseph came out of the prison? When Pharaoh had a dream, and I like that the language, how the language changed in the life of Joseph. In Genesis chapter 41, verse 25 and 28, then Joseph said to the Pharaoh, the dreams of the Pharaoh are one and the same. God has revealed 
Before he would say, God gave me a dream, I don't know what it is. No, God has revealed to Pharaoh what he is about to do. It just as I said to the Pharaoh, God has shown the Pharaoh what he is about to do. And I like it. It's in the waiting season. It's God is doing something in you before you want to be a light on this earth. And I know you don't like that point, but that's not my point. The point is it's the truth. In a waiting season, it pops up certain topics and God is saying, wait in an active way. Get rid of all those things and be ready when God calls you in one second. There's a difference between a mushroom and an oak. A mushroom grows in one night, right? But the oak tree grows in 100 years. Being a Christian, it's not being a mushroom. We are oaks planted, rooted in the garden of God means when a storm occurs, when challenges are here, we are standing straight and we know we have a savior, a God who is for you and not against us. If you want to be a mushroom, immediate success, God bless you. You are, you are growing like this and you're going like this. Hey, when I remember many years ago, I was in the church and I served as an usher actually. And I could never preach on that stage, never. They always used other people, but never me. And I said, God, what's about me? God said, you, your time will come. Just chill the rabbit. Just learn. Be humble. Be faithful. But when I call you, then you have to be ready. And then you don't have time to solve certain issues. Four years later, I was able to preach my first message and was boom. And from then on, really, God has done something amazing in our church. And people could see the anointing. But I waited for many, many years before the, the light from the stage will shine on you. It's better that the light in you shines even brighter. I want to repeat it. Before the light on the stage shines on you, you should be shined from the inside out in a brighter way because you need that amazing foundation. The denies, the delays of God are not your denials actually. God is working in you. I'm going to read you a, a, a Bible verse in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. And I think that's a word for some people right now. Do not let yourself get tired of doing good. If we don't give up, we will get what is coming to us at the right time. The Bible is saying if you don't give up, if you lean in, you will see an amazing harvest in your life. Don't give up. Too many people quit too early. One step before the miracle will take place. That's why when you're right now in a waiting season, maybe in terms of your partnership, or maybe in a waiting season in terms of a miracle, you're a waiting season in terms of your mom and your dad got saved, don't give up. Lean in. Be encouraged. Whatever you're facing circumstances, be the light, be on fire, and believe that God is still able in one second to bring everything together and you will see the miracle in an amazing way. Can we stand up for a moment live online on microchurches? Let's close our eyes for a moment. And I know this is a message for a lot of people right now. You're wondering, God, when will you do the miracle? God has not forgotten you, He's still on the throne. And he's your best father 
like the Abba Father, my Daddy Father. Father God, I'm here right now. And I don't like the waiting season in my life. You know, so many times I've been frustrated. I was wondering where is God in all of this? There is no shortcut, I know. But I am tired. I'm frustrated. I'm really disappointed in some ways. And it has a big effect on my soul. And right now I want to ask you for forgiveness. I'm so sorry, Father God, where I left the waiting area, where I forgot behind the scenes you are working in mysterious ways. And I lost the vision. And somehow I lost the trust that you are, you are in the lead. I want to ask you right now, can you pray your prayer to God? Can you hand over your frustration to God right now? Can you hand over to God all those situations you don't understand? I don't understand many things in my life. I don't understand. Hand it over right now. God knows you anyhow. God, you have never given a prophetic word. Whenever you give a calling, you are faithful. A yes will always be a yes. You will not change your opinion. You will not change the calling over my life. You will not take away the blessing from my life. You will not take away the favor of God from my life. And I hand over my whole entire trust in you. We are celebrating Christmas, the biggest gift ever. And so often I forgot the waiting season of you people. And I will wait upon the Lord. And I will wait upon the Lord. Because my Lord is the Lord of the timing the Lord of the right moment when the measure is full when it's perfect when all is together the miracle will take place in my life hallelujah hallelujah hey church can you open your eyes for a moment you remember the first Bible verse in Genesis there's a promise from God in the beginning that the woman, she will crush the head of the devil. 
hey, don't give the devil the glory. Don't give the devil the glory in your life, in your waiting season. Wait upon the Lord and you will see how faithful God is when the measure is full, when the time is perfect, when everything is complete. The miracle will take place in your life. Can we, can we worship our God in a way that we have never worshipped Him? When we think about Christmas, don't forget the waiting season. God was faithful in every season, in every moment. Let's give God the biggest round of applause. He's faithful in our lives. Come on. Woo! Hey, thanks for watching. Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your friendship they, that podcast could be a very well cool thing just share the link because it's pretty pretty easy and I'm looking forward to see you again tune in and God bless you and see you soon bye bye